What are cryptocurrencies? Hey, hey, hey. What are NFTs? A non-fungible token. Time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin just seems like a scam. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Bitcoin! Hello everyone and welcome back to On The Ledger. This is your host Mohl Saeed, back once again on your weekly rendezvous from Paris. After a short summer break, we're ready to kick off season 2 of the show. The energy's here and we've got a lot to cover. So let's get this going. Today, I'm joined by two people who made the crypto summer really hot for all DeFi users. I'm glad to welcome Konstantin Lomachuk, Lido Dao co-founder, the service that changed the life of many of us small Ethereum holders by providing an easy and accessible way to stake our ETH. Hello Konstantin, how are you? Uh, hi guys, happy to meet you. I'm fine. We're also very pleased to have, for the first time on this podcast, Charles Hamel, VP Product here at Ledger. Charles, we finally made it happen. How are you, sir? Hi, good to be here. So I'm very kind of excited to kick this one off. Uh, today we'll talk about how to grow your ETH, how to do it securely, explore the future of staking, and many more topics. From Paris, this is On The Ledger, Season 2, Episode 1. Here we go. As I said, very excited to talk about staking. It's a subject I'm sure many of the community, many members that are actually listening to us uh, are interested in. Uh, and Lido is all about facilitating a wider participation in Ethereum staking economy. Uh, so let me try and set the table with what we call the not-so-stupid questions. Constantine, how would you simply explain staking to um, the folks who might not be very familiar with the concept and maybe tell us why you think it's disruptive? Uh, yeah, first of all, I, I should mention that it is a lot of different uh, types of staking. And uh, what is, I mean, staking? Staking is a mechanic where you can lock some cryptocurrency and uh, stake your cryptocurrency. Then you do some work in this like protocol or blockchain. For example, if it is blockchain, you will, uh, I mean, uh, you validate some, you validate blocks and you take some risk for it because you're running uh, the validation nodes, for example, in blockchains. And uh, uh, if you do everything well, you take rewards. If you do something wrong, then you can be slashed or punished by the network. And uh, in case of uh, staking, you can run your, for example, in case of blockchains, you can run a node by yourself or you can delegate it to professional validators or use some service or like LIDAR uh, to do it. Uh, why it's so, I think, uh, disruptive, for example, for proof of work, it's, first of all, it's different. And it's good that we have different type of like uh, security model for blockchains. Uh, and uh, second, it's more, you know, like uh, cheap, I think, to achieve the security. For example, when Ethereum will move to proof of stake, they will start to spend uh, low, I mean, uh, lower amount of ease and so inflation of ease will go emission of ease will go down and there are also you know like uh, some people can say that it's more secure and also may and also we should say that different blockchains proof of stake system they're all different you know they have different architecture and there, for example and in case of ethereum staking of ethereum is more aligned with ethereum holders why because takers will receive this emission, transaction fee, and also MEV. And now it's going not to Ethereum holders, I mean, all these rewards, it's there going to mining. 
uh, to miners. And miners not always aligned, for example, with Ethereum because they cannot hold the Ethereum. They can only run, uh, I mean, uh, equipment and sell it, it immediately. Okay. So let me kind of rephrase that and tell me if, if I understand it correctly. Staking actually decentralizes the whole way the, the, the operational side of the, of, the, of the blockchain is run and secured um, from taking you know, the, the main resource uh, of proof of work, which is electricity uh, that comes, you know, uh, runs and, uh, through mining to staking, which uh, the main resource then becomes the, the, the ETH, so the money that people are putting uh, uh, at stake uh, as a proof of of of, of you know uh, um, stake <laughs> as it says in the in the wording uh, to um, uh, provide a reassurance of of their goodwill or good faith uh, of operating the network uh, and basically delegating these uh, the, the, this ETH to a node or running their own node and gaining rewards or getting slashed if they don't do it correctly. Is that is that kind of it? Uh, yes, and also I should mention that we should you know, like tell more about it uh, and also ask people to run the node by themselves. Because one of the main features why this blockchain has value, because it's decentralized and censorship resistant. And of course, it's good, you know, like to uh, just to stake with some professional validator, even if it's more secure, maybe. But uh, I mean, uh, it's also, you know, like, like a public good, you should do something good for the network and you should run this node by yourself. So you have, you can run it by yourself, but you need some stake for it or, uh, uh, or you can delegate to professional validators. So sp speaking of professional validators, um, how, how does Lido facilitate staking for, you know, the, the normal user who might not have the... Uh, the you know the sufficient amount of ETH to run their own node. Yeah, the mission of Lider is to make staking simple, secure, and keep Ethereum and other blockchain decentralized. How Lider is achieved? So it is like, for example, if you look on Ethereum, you can't stake one Ethereum, you know, like uh, in Ethereum, you need thirty-two ETH to run the node. And uh, for example, with Lido, you can stake any amount, 0.1 is or 600 or 60, like 101,000 uh, is in one transaction. And uh, it's simple, you know, for user. It's important because when you integrate with wallets like Ledger, you need to give good user experience for your user. The second, uh, is that when you stake with LIDAR, LIDAR is not a pro staking provider. LIDAR is a software, it's a smart contract software, for example, on Ethereum, that redistribute your stake between many validators. So LIDAR does this onboarding process, choose the best validators of the market right now, and delegate your stake for now, for example, for 14 uh, different validators. What it gives you, first of all, it gives you more security. Why? Because if you stake with one validator or by yourself and staking slashing will happen, so you, you will lose uh, more capital, you know. In case of uh, if you redistribute the stake to many validators, I mean, the risk of slashing is lower, I think. Why? Because different validators have different setups, and if one will stake, it will be like one fifteen of like uh, this risk. Uh, and uh, 
in case of uh, decentralization, it's also for you if you have 32 is or like 15 times 32 is, you know, you need to go to each of validator. Uh, I mean, you, you, need, you need to stake to each of validator. You need to follow each of validator. So it's a little bit complex. And uh, for when you stake with LIDAR, you immediately redistribute it to, I mean, uh, 15 validators. So it's make Ethereum more decentralized. That's pretty clear. Um, and speaking of ownership and decentralization, Charles, it's fair to say that Ledger is undergoing a transformation from solely being a hardware wallet, which secures private keys, to becoming a platform for all crypto services. Could you speak more to the vision behind that and how it falls into place with the integration of partners such as Lido, for instance? So what we're doing now is you know, taking the app that all Ledger users um, have today, Ledger Live, which you know started as really a companion app for the hardware. To, to set up your device, to manage your accounts, send and receive cryptocurrency. And we're taking now this app to becoming more of a platform where you know, in the same app, you can access a variety of, of applications running on blockchains like Lido, uh, like Paraswap, uh, and do so in a very easy to use integrated way so that you don't need to go anywhere else to interact with these, these um these new kinds of services. So all the way from, from DeFi to lending to NFTs, um, you know, our vision is that everything should be possible to do in, in live. Um, and this is a big focus of us to sort of get the best of the best of the what's out there and integrate them in live um, as soon as possible. And Lido is, is a great kind of first example of that. Uh, today we have about 10 dApps um, sort of integrated within Ledger Live, um, and this will accelerate uh, in the future. And maybe to build on that with another question, um, what value does you know Ledger add to the users and providers um, when you're talking about this whole kind of integrated approach? Well, for users, it's about convenience and security, right? Because Live becomes this secure gateway to, to all of these services. You don't need to install any other software no extensions to set up, um, and you don't need to connect your wallet. Everything is connected, right? You tap on Lido, you tap on Paraswap, your wallet is connected and, and ready to interact. So it removes a lot of friction um, to use these services. And also importantly, when we do this kind of integration, we do it all the way down to the hardware, which is something really unique, um, which means that when you interact with Lido, with Paraswap, and any other uh, service that's integrated, you see what you sign on the device. Um, so it solves what we call the blind signing problem, which is when you start interacting with these kind of rich blockchain applications, um, it's it's easy to end up in a scenario where you, you don't really know what you're signing. And, and that's really important to us that our users are in control. Um, and users get that when they interact um, with, to, with the services within Lido. And then from a, from a DAP developer point of view, like Lido, right, it's really about um, you know, accessing this user base that so far has has had a lot of friction to access these services, right? If you're if you've been a Ledger user so far, you're in live, you didn't have this access, so there was lots of friction to go out of that comfort zone and access these services. Now they're integrated, which means that you know these developers, you know, there's much less friction to access these services, and all of these users they have crypto today, right? If you have a Ledger, you have crypto, all right? So 
then you're one click away from using that service. And that's a huge benefit for, for developers. Um, let me circle back to something that uh, Constantine mentioned uh, at the beginning of our con- conversation, which was uh, related to custody. Um, so this is a very kind of interesting point uh, when it comes to staking in general, because, you know, as we all know, uh, you know, controlling the, the whole protocol now is all about owning the biggest stake in the protocol and, and, and the highest amount of ETH, um, which is a problem uh, when you see a lot of centralized entities, um, you know, becoming active members in this whole staking mechanism. So, Constantine, how does staking with Lido differ from staking via a centralized entity such as an exchange or a bank? And in your opinion, what are the dangers of, of, of you know, having these you know, big centralized entities taking part in, in, in this uh, in, in staking activities? Uh, yeah, first of all, I, I forget to mention in the last uh, I mean, answer uh, one of the main benefits when you like stake like, um, when you stake with Lido, you, is, uh, you, is, you have staked this, you know, like you have, uh, I mean, uh, you have a liquid, uh, uh, I mean, uh, you have a liquid token that you can exchange and withdraw. Uh, for now, you can exchange it through the curve pool and receive your is back. Uh, it can be, uh, as a price can be dependent on the market or price. Uh, and yeah. later when withdrawals will be available, you can redeem your staked ease and receive your ease back with the staking rewards. And also you have a staking rewards daily. So you don't need to wait until, uh, I, I mean, uh, you, you don't need to, uh, like, to wait like until withdrawals will be available. You can receive staking rewards right now. And uh, back to your que- uh, question, uh, so um, for now, centralized services like big exchanges, I, I mean, they have about, for example, in Ethereum, more than 30, 40% of uh, the stake that stays through them. First of all, I mean, they are custodies and uh, you have this risk that, uh, I mean, they can, uh, you know, like uh, they, so you not hold their private keys, and so exchanges hold your private keys, and something can happen. The second is that uh, usually they run, I mean, the staking with one provider, and it's also as you have flashing risk in this case, that is pretty big. Maybe like some exchanges can cover this risk, but it's also bad. And the third one is that one day it can happen that some government can try to ask some exchanges, large companies, you know, like to censor some of the transactions. And this is, you know, like the worst case, what can happen. And uh, that's why, you know, like we need to keep this blockchain decentralized. It's the biggest value of the blockchains. And so uh, we need to stake, run your own nodes, stake with the professional validators or use lighter and they will do it for you yeah it's kind of what we always say is not your keys not your coins and this is actually a perfect transition um because now that we've spoken of the past and the present uh we're gonna you know have a glimpse into the future so charles it seems like um self-custody is key to the decentralization security and ultimately the success of this ecosystem. Um, how do you envision the future of hardware wallets and their role to play in uh, a decentralized way of adopting uh, crypto in mass? Uh, 
So um, the way I look at it is there's going to be a convergence to, in two directions. There's going to be convergence towards self-custody. And you know, I believe you know, specifically hardware self-custody because the software solutions, and we're seeing it more and more now with you know, all, the, all kinds of new types of attacks, is software self-custody is inherently vulnerable. So self-custody has to be hardware. And on the other side, there will be a convergence towards centralized solution. Inevitably, like in all industry, there will be consolidation. Right? So I see that the future evolves in these two directions where you have hardware self-custody on one side and centralized solutions on the other. And it's very important to that this is in balance, right? That hardware self-custody, you know, is it has a thriving future and is is used en masse. Um, um, to, for for kind of the the promise of this whole tech to um, to be fulfilled and, and not be just another centralized solution. So I think you know hardware has a crucial role to play in this. Um, and obviously we we at Ledger we want to make this a reality. Um, and we want to this this hardware the, um, to be basically the, the way you bring your own keys to Web three, right? Wherever it is, right? We're doing. Uh, a big effort to integrate a bunch of services within live, but ultimately, you know, keys will be used in all kinds of scenarios, both in the physical world and in the online world. And you know, we want this key to be the key you use for everything um, in all these scenarios. So security will will be even more important uh, in this world. Um, and yeah, we want to be kind of the the key to all of this. Um, I think them. The key point of the discussion here is all about user experience. And um, if people, you know, uh, resort to centralized uh, services uh, now is because they provide a better kind of better user experience for the user. But with with as you as you mentioned, the, the, the different evolutions that we're seeing at the moment is that, you know, decentralized services are also catching up uh, and starting to provide an integrated and secure and also, you know, self-custody is an important aspect of, of the whole experience. Um, so yeah, maybe speaking uh, of, of you know uh, user experience, uh, Konstantin, aside from Ethereum, Lido's enriching its offering by also integrating with famous uh, proof-of-stake blockchains such as Terra and Solana. Um, what does the future of Lido look like? Yeah, so for now, uh, uh, Lido has three products. It has like uh, stake this. Uh, has take Solana just launched like one week ago, uh, and uh, also uh, it has a stake. Uh, it's not stake Terra, it's B Luna. It's a pretty different product because it was launched for to use in Anchor protocol in Terra ecosystem. But also we are working on a second version of uh, B Luna, and uh, uh, it will work similar like uh, uh, stake Ethereum, and uh, also. I mean, we have a proposal and some teams are already working on stake DOT, stake Kuzama, staked, staked uh, Matic, and some other blockchains. So it is a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of different teams because it's important to to make LIDO decentralized. And how we how LIDO achieved, it has different, uh, I mean, core teams or teams who are working on different liquid staking solution and they launch for example this solution and then they support the solution to integrate in different DeFi protocols okay 
So I guess the question that naturally comes to mind is, um, will Ledger be looking to support other Lido offerings in the future, Charles? So what's important to understand is that, you know, Live, as much as we're integrating services within it today, Live is in itself a platform where other blockchains and blockchain teams can can build upon um, and add support for, for their blockchains. Uh, so this is really a, another big focus um, you know, in our teams recently is to to really surface this um, this capability that Live is is an open source project uh, on GitHub where foundations can can come in and and add support for their uh, their blockchains, uh, and we support them all the way. Um, so as we add more chains to to Ledger Live, you know, it only makes sense to to extend this uh, this integration further. So for all the different devs listening to us, you know, come come build on Ledger Live. Yeah, come build on Ledger. The, the door is open. Cool. So for this last segment of the show, I've actually decided to share my power with you and have you ask each other one question each. Um, this is kind of our own way of participating in decentralization. So, you know, feel free to go first. Okay. Um, well, what I'm wondering the most about about Lido is how you got these this initial traction because there's there was such a timing aspect to both the release of the deposit contract on ETH, the release of Lido, getting this initial kind of credibility and trust that you know these contracts are safe to interact with, uh, and, and getting this initial liquidity on board. Um, you know how did you do that? The timing and this this kind of initial network effects. I'm very curious to to hear if you have any tips there to share or your experience. Yeah, thanks, uh, Charles, a good question. So, um, you know, um, before we start to work on LIDO, we're, uh, and still we are running our own validator called p2p.org. And, uh, what we, and we already like launched different networks from 2018. So we launched, our, our, I mean, Tezos, Cosmos, Polkadot, many other networks. and. Uh, uh, you know, we had this experience to launch a new network and to be the leader. For example, P2P.org, one of the biggest staking providers in Polkadot, one of the biggest in the graph, in Solana, and some other networks. And, you know, like to achieve it, you need to understand the problem of your, I mean, uh, clients, your delegators, your community. And, with this, and when we spoke with all this, I mean, uh, who already is taking with P2P.org, all those people, all our partners. So they told us, uh, we understood that the biggest issue of them, because, you know, like in crypto, staking rewards, uh, you know, are lower than volatility. And it is a big issue for many people. Why? Because they want to stake, they want to contribute to decentralization, they really love I mean, in uh, what they hold. But from other side, if, it, if it is an investment and they want to go out of this investment and you have unstaking period, you can lose uh, more than you have from staking rewards. For example, volatility like in crypto can be like more than 100% and it's more, yes, on each, almost all coins. And uh, your staking rewards is 5 or 7%. And it isn't, I mean, and then what I try to say is that it's not really for some of 
like your users is profitable to stake if they're short-term investors, for example. And be, but we, you know, we target more long-term investors and big holders. So, and when we spoke with these people, we understood this issue of uh, liquidity. And so when we launched LIDAR, I mean, and it was a DAO from day one because we understood that we can't launch, you know, like, and it was also a problem for us. We didn't want to work on another product. We were happy with P2P.org. We love what we are doing. Uh, and uh, we have, we love our mission and we have a good team and we didn't want to, you know, launch another product, but we understood if we launch, for example, uh, staking is from uh, P2P.org, it will be centralized, it will be bad for Ethereum, it will be bad product. And that's why we find partners who also are validators, like Certus, they just joined Jump uh, Trading, like some other validators, I mean, uh, one of the best ones on the market, like Chorus, like uh, staking facilities, uh, stake fees, some other. And uh, we came to them and say, said, let's launch it together. I mean, we bring value when the network is decentralized. And so we find the way where we win together. And so we came together, launched LIDAR, work on liquidity together. And uh, now LIDAR is decentralized, is governed by token holders, and uh, the product is working. And if, for example, tomorrow something happens with me and with all like P2P team, you know, <laughs> I mean, LIDAR will keep working. So, and it's really amazing. That's actually quite interesting, and yeah, I think it's it ties back to what we were saying. Uh, you know, the trade-offs in between, you know, decentralization actually offering a product that that is that has a good user experience. Constantine, uh, it's uh, it's your turn to ask uh, Charles a question, so feel free to go. Uh, yeah, I have one. <laughs> so, Ledger is a leading hardware wallet. You know, like it's the biggest, and uh, I mean, uh, only one I think solution of how you can really hold like a lot of different crypto on your hardware wallet. And it is a big responsibility for you. How you work with it, you know, like, I mean, it's really, I think, difficult to be secure, you know, and uh, to keep this responsibility. Yeah. So can you tell me like how, what do you, what are you doing with it? Yeah. Sure. Um, you're right. I mean, security is really core to ledger right if you i think if you boil it down to 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 a few words security is certainly at the top um so, and it's really something that that has been there since the the inception of the company right um where you know it was coming from you know basically smart card security technology uh being used in a, in another context um and that has evolved tremendously since then, but security goes goes all the way back to to the origin of Ledger, um, and this is something that you know we we have a lot of resources internally, um, you know, doing research on our own products, trying to break our own products, but also um, breaking um, all kinds of other uh, other products in in marketplace, so that we as a kind of a security industry can really up the standard. Um, so this, this tremendous amount of research and um, and attention to detail when when developing these new products um, 
and we have a whole security team which uh, also publishes all their their findings and um, and research um, on the Donjon website, which I invite you to to look up. They have they have the best lab with um, the best equipment to to break break hardware devices. I think that's kind of the perfect way to end it. Check out the Donjon. Uh, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope we can do this again sometime soon. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, guys. Thank you for good questions. Bye. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to learn more about staking with Lido, be sure to check Ledger Academy out, explore the discovery section in Ledger Live and reach out if you have any questions. On the Ledger Season 2 is just getting started and we've got some pretty cool things ahead. So hit that subscribe button if that's what you're into. This was On The Ledger from Paris with your host Moul Said. Till next time, take care. Au revoir. This content is provided for informational purposes only and is the sole expression of our opinion and should not be relied upon as legal, business, investment or tax advice. Do your own research. Any loss or profit is your sole responsibility. Stay safe.